Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. (laughs) Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Welcome to episode 300. (laughs) If you are just listening to this and not watching this, you might want to, after you're done, actually go watch this on YouTube because my guest that's sitting next to me, who's one of my three favorite people in the entire universe, is mouthing what I'm saying. She, like She's lip syncing to me because she has heard me say that about a billion times. But you haven't heard me say, welcome to the 300th episode. I have not. You have not. You know why? Because this is the 300th episode. Right, because we've never had a 300th episode before ever. This is true. This is our first. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We are so excited that you guys have joined us today. I am here with my oldest and favorite teenage daughter. daughter. Favorite daughter? Favorite teenage daughter. Okay. Actually, so I was talking to dad the other day and I had listened to this other podcast and I can't remember what the guest's name was, but he said that he doesn't call teenagers teenagers he calls them young adults so i'm going to start calling you a young adult you're going to be my favorite Ugh. young adult you don't want to be called young adult no you want to be called a teenager yeah okay young adult makes me feel too mature oh. <laughs> like i have to be responsible for my life oh okay well then we'll stick with teenagers since that's actually what we've called you well my whole for the past life. couple of years well not for I your whole life, life. <laughs> you were not born a teenager it's <laughs> true so speaking of being born You know, I have shared oftentimes on the podcast that it took us 11 years to have our first child. And that first child was you. And without you, I wouldn't be a mom. And without being a mom, I wouldn't be homeschooling. And without homeschooling, we wouldn't be doing this podcast about homeschooling and motherhood and marriage and all of these things. And so really, you are the one that I can thank for all of this. I mean, you're welcome. Honestly, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You know, it's exciting to think back to the time. I don't know if I've ever actually told this story about when we found out that you were finally coming because this was the, you know, you think about the different exciting days in your life and you can kind of pinpoint them to a few specific days. Of course, your wedding day and the day that you have your babies, the day that they're born. For me, um, the day that we found out that you were coming was by far one of the most exciting days of my entire life. As a matter of fact, I I would say that the adrenaline rush and the the shaking uncontrollably with excitement was more than I've ever experienced ever in my whole life because I I suspected that I might be pregnant. We had been trying for years and years and years. We had been married for more than 10 years. And so we were so desperate to have a baby. I really wanted to be a wife and a, a, a mom. I was a wife already, but I wanted to be a mom as well. And so it was the day before Mother's Day. And I thought, you know, I, I had taken so many pregnancy tests and they had been negative. I mean, it, it seems like I took a zillion of them. But I thought, 
I think I might be pregnant. And if I am, I don't want to miss my first Mother's Day. And so I got up early in the morning and I went to the store and I bought a pregnancy test and I came back and I took it. And with and at that point, I think I was actually like seven or eight weeks pregnant. Oh, dang. And I took this test and it, I mean, immediately it had the two dark lines and I literally started shaking uncontrollably because I was so very excited that you were coming and uh, woke daddy up and, you know, startled him awake and stuck the pregnancy test in his face and <laughs> said, wake up, guess what? We're going to have a baby. And um, it was a very, very exciting day. Um, and as I just look back to your life and the past 15 and a half years now, that's how old you are. It has been the greatest joy to be your mom and to get to raise you for all this time. And it's very exciting to see what God is doing with you. So um, introduce yourself. I mean, they know who you are, but I would love for you to just kind of introduce yourself. What do you enjoy doing? And we're going to have a conversation. I want our audience to get to know you. Okay. So my name is Brooklyn Hampton. I'm 15 and a half. I'll be 16 in December. I like art and being outside. I do not like eggs. <laughs> <laughs> you do not and like eggs. Oh dear. It's, it's disgusting. This is this is a, a morning battle that we often have because the rest of the family eats eggs and Ugh. Brooklyn's like, oh no, don't make me eat eggs. And even like, the but smell of protein. eggs makes me want to throw up. It's just <laughs> terrible. It's awful. I'm sorry. We don't usually ever make you eat eggs. Once in a great Once while. In a while. We'll just be yeah. like, have an egg. Typically. Okay. So you love art. You're an amazing artist. You love art. You like the outdoors mm -hmm. and you don't like eggs. And I don't like eggs and I like sleeping. <laughs> we FaceTiming friends. We were talking about what your favorite thing about homeschooling was earlier today. And what did you say? Sleeping. And you said, what's you, your you said getting to sleep in. Getting to sleep in. Yes. Right. Because we don't sleep through our homeschool day. No. Not all the time. <laughs> no, never. Though sometimes this happens to me way more often than it happens to Brooklyn. Sometimes I will be so exhausted that I'll be reading. This is usually during like our morning basket time or in the afternoon. I'll if just I'm like reading. fall asleep. Well, I don't no, usually well, fall asleep. Well, you'll be like falling asleep on the couch and you'll stutter on your words and you're like, I can't read the words. And you're just like, I'm going to take a nap lay down and sleep yeah yeah i will li literally start slurring my words yeah it's pretty funny actually <laughs> that happened what maybe about two weeks ago and you were like mom why don't you take a nap <laughs> and so i did i said okay i'm going to take a nap and i just laid down right where i was and took like a power nap like a 20 minute power nap and that yeah. totally refreshes me so that happens every several months though that's not like a daily thing for me but yes. Um, but yes, you enjoy sleeping in. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing you love most about homeschooling. Oh yeah, for sure. What? Because I want to kind of talk about, you know, it's a homeschool podcast. So I want to yeah. talk about your homeschool journey a little bit. What is the thing that you dislike most about homeschooling? Well, not being able to sleep the whole day, of course. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know what I dislike. I don't like math. And you always make me do math. I school. Math's terrible, I mean, honestly. So it's probably my least favorite thing about homeschooling, but that's not really homeschooling. That's just school. Right. But you still do it. Yeah. And you do it with a good attitude. I have to say most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. 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 You don't love it, but that's okay. 
That's okay. I'm I you get that from me. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> I don't love math either. I'm sorry, Auntie Cece, who is a math genius. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're not big mathematicians, you and I. No. Uh, but that's okay. So let's talk a little bit about um the past few years because in this series that we're doing, we are we're doing a meet the cast series. And so that's why I have my family on this week, because obviously they have been such a big part of this movie. And um, it has been five years, if you can imagine, five years since we started pre-production. Isn't it? Like 10 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly five years almost. Yep. Yep. That's crazy. You were just a little bit younger than Lacey is now Mm -hmm. when we started pre-production on the movie. We were still in California. And so I don't know if you can even think back to that time, if, if you had even processed what was going on with the movie, but I knew you were, obviously we were in the process of selling our house and selling all of our stuff and getting ready to say goodbye to family and friends in California. Mm -hmm. Can you take us back a little bit to that time and just what, like, what were your thoughts and ideas and how were you feeling about all that? So the movie itself, I was never upset about, but it was the moving part that was really, really hard. And that I had to kind of like, I couldn't really process the idea that at 10 years old, I was moving away from all of my friends and everything I had ever known because I had only ever left the state of California to visit friends one time. So like, I couldn't really cope with the idea of traveling around the whole country and, you know, not being able to always be there in California with my friends and family. So that was a really hard time for me. And I can't remember, you know, everything, but I remember I was always crying because I was very sad about moving. Yeah. But yeah. You, I feel like you struggled with it a little bit more after we left than before, like after it oh, became definitely. a reality. Yeah. Yeah. I remember probably, I want to say this was two weeks before we left, probably it kind of all started to set in like what was really happening. You know, we're packing up the house and we were, you know, moving out and the other people were moving in and it really started to kind of, I really understood like, Oh, this is real. Like we're actually moving away and I'm not going to be able to see my friends and I'm not going to be able to be where I've always known. And that was really, really hard. And then kind of after we moved out of California, a few months after that was when it really, really was hard. And I started to struggle a lot with that, but I've gotten over it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you remember what, I mean, we would spend many evenings and it it seems like dad and I would kind of rotate, but it seems even more so like dad would spend late nights with you, just talking with you and praying with you. Yeah. And what, what did we tell you all the time? Do you remember? No. There's no better place to be than than the center of God's will. Right. We would say there's no better place to be than in the center of God's will. If you you had asked me back then, like five years ago, I would have said no. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's not. There's many other better places to be. (laughs) We can be in California and that would be better. But obviously, that's not the plan. Sure. Well, you know, I think at that time, dad and I had to even tell ourselves that. Mm-hmm. Lacey was so little. I mean, she was only six when we left. She yeah. was five when we sold the house and she had just turned six before we left. I don't think she cried one time. I don't think about so either. Any of that. No, I don't think so either. Um, and so she just kind of rolled with it because she was so young, even though mm-hmm. she had friends and she still has friends in California. But 
I think daddy and I had to tell ourselves the same thing. Like we had to remind ourselves there's no better place to be than in the center of God's will just over and over and just seeing God's faithfulness. And so through the years, there have been so many times where we have seen God's faithfulness played out in our lives. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, um, we we told you girls that we would take you to a special dinner when the mo- when when dad was done with his edit of the movie. Yeah. So we did that. And that night we sat for a few hours. It started in the restaurant, continued in the car, and then continued on when we got home. Mm-hmm. And we recounted so many of the amazing things that God has done over mm-hmm. the past few years. And it's been a really, really hard journey for our family, but God has done incredible things. And so we have seen his blessings over and over again. Um, so I want to talk about those. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Brooklyn. We Before the break, we talked about how our family, a few weeks ago, we had gone out um, together as a family and we were talking and just recounting of God's blessings and all the things that he's done throughout the past few years. So what are some of the things that you were able to think through and recall? So some of the biggest blessings through this whole thing have been making new friends. I've made, I can't even count how many new friends I've made through this whole process, like from traveling, from going to homeschool conventions and conferences and filming the movie from that. So I've made lots of new friends. And then I've obviously been able to see so much of the country. I've been over 30 states and most adults can't say that they've done that in their whole life, you know? So being able to see God's beautiful creation in the whole country was really amazing. What's your favorite place that we've traveled to? Man, probably the Grand Canyon. Oh my gosh. It was so amazing. It was huge and it was just breathtaking. Yeah. Yeah. And I have really good pictures there. So yeah. it just, is absolutely breathtaking to see the Grand Canyon. And if you guys haven't been, you definitely need to to go um, if you're able to, because it it is um, amazing to yep. just see. Just like, don't hang your legs off the edge. Okay. I wasn't going to bring this up. Do you want to talk about the story about the legs hanging off the edge? I, you brought it up, so you've got to tell the story now. I did bring now. it up. So when we went to the Grand Canyon, me and my dad hiked down to this little ledge. And actually, it was not a little ledge. It was a huge <laughs> ledge that you could see from like the whole park. Basically, when you're walking around the edge of the Grand Canyon, you can see this ledge. And it kind of is like out over like the Grand Canyon, which is huge and deep and you know massive massive it's grand and so (laughs) i really like the whole day i was like i want to hike down to the ledge and you and lacy well actually specifically lacy did not want to hike down there and because it was a little bit like it took a while to get down and back up and so you're like okay i'll stay with lacy up on top on this bench and we'll just wait for you guys so me and my dad hiked down all the way to the ledge and it was beautiful and just amazing. Well, 
For those of you who have been to the Grand Canyon, know that it is very, very deep. And if you have been, I don't know if anyone knows what ledge I'm talking about, but if you've been to the ledge I'm talking about, you know there's no fence or railing around the edge. It's, it's just, just a rock that juts out just over the canyon. a rock that yeah. juts out. Exactly. So I was taking pictures because back then, and my 13-year-old self or 14, was I? I you was were 13 because this was two years yeah. ago. I had my little Instagram account, and I was like, oh, it'd be so cool if I took this Instagram picture where I'm hanging off the edge with my feet, like, over the edge, you know, like, sitting on the edge. And so I was like, Dad, will you take this picture of me? He was like, sure, just be really careful. And so I stick my legs over the edge, and I'm dangling them. My dad's freaking out. He literally was freaking out, but he let me do it. Well, you were— so. You were already there by the time he I, got to I you. I was mostly He there. wasn't like, yeah. go hang your legs off the yeah, edge of the Grand Canyon. Yeah, he didn't tell me to. Yeah, <laughs> basically asked, and he was like, well. So I hung my legs off the edge, and I obviously didn't die or fall or anything. But these two guys- Did, Wait, do you were, want me to tell the rest of the story? Sure. Because the yeah. rest of the story comes from my perspective. Oh, and I got a really good picture <laughs> that I never posted I don't on Instagram. I don't think I've actually ever seen that picture. Oh, you probably don't want I don't, to. I don't think I want to <laughs> because I was so upset. So Lacey and I are standing up at the top and these two guys come over. Uh, or, uh, these, these two guys were standing next to us. And this one guy came over who was with these other two guys. And he had gone down to the ledge and the other two guys had stayed up. <laughs> and so the one guy, you know, climbs back up and they were like, oh, dude, how was it? And he said, oh, it's so beautiful. It's an amazing view from there. He goes, but there's this like 12-year-old girl who's dangling her legs off the edge. And as soon as he said that, I was like, it's Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's Brooklyn. And I got to the top and you gave it to me. You were not happy. I got to the top and you're like, you hung your legs off the Great Canyon, didn't you? I was like, how did you know? And she was like, I Two guys came up and were I telling was like, moms, no, <laughs> yeah. everything. God has a way of revealing it's things so to moms, which you have found out over and over and over oh, again yes. in your yes, life. I have. Is, is, um, there are not many secrets that you can keep from me, no matter this how, not true. that you try to keep secrets from no. me, but, um, but yeah, moms tend to find these things out. And so anyway, yeah, that night I had lots of nightmares about you yeah. dangling your legs and, and falling into the, the months cannon. after that. Every few months, you'd be like, I had another nightmare that you fell yeah, off the Grand Canyon. Seriously. It's like, oh, goodness, I didn't <laughs> fall off the edge of the Grand Canyon. It terrified me, just the thought of you. Anyway, so that's long story. But yeah, <laughs> so that was one of your favorite places that you've yeah. been. Um, it's been an exciting journey getting to travel and, and meet friends. Um, I love that you talk about that. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about when we went to Florida to film with Sam Sorbo mm -hmm. and you got to meet her daughter. Um, and her sons and you and her daughter were the same age and you guys just hit it off from the beginning and hung out the whole day and you guys played games and stuff. And it was really fun. And at one point, I, I think you guys were playing a game or something. And then Kevin Sorbo walked in and you oh were my gosh. like speechless. <laughs> he walked in. He had just been at, I think the gym. Yeah. Like he was coming from the gym. He walked in the back door through the garage and I was setting up the little concession table with M&Ms and stuff. And he walks in. He's like, hey, I'm Kevin. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I couldn't. I was like, hi, I'm Brooklyn. And I like, <laughs> it came out all squeaky and high pitched because it was just 
like it was it was like surreal seeing a kardashian it was oh, amazing <laughs> goodness gracious it was we don't we do not follow the Kardashians. <laughs> you make it sound like we're into them. I, I couldn't even tell you who any of them are. But um, but yes, that was really funny because you had seen several of his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that was funny. He actually got there before Sam got there. And so you were you were kind of starstruck. I was. And I went in and saw you guys before he came in to meet you. I was like, I just met Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> and he was super rude to you, right? Oh, yeah. For no, sure. <laughs> he I'm kidding. He, no, was, he shook my hand. He was super friendly. Yes. Yeah. He is super duper friendly. So anyway, that was really fun. Um, you know, I, it's, I want to talk about to just your homeschool journey. Um, okay. As we decided to homeschool, you know, I've told the story many times. We said we'd never homeschool. Then it came time to put you in kindergarten. And so we went to this homeschool convention and decided this is what we're going to do. And God completely changed our hearts about it. So you've never known anything different Mm -hmm. than being homeschooled. And now that you have seen the movie, of course, lots of it, you've helped make the movie and you've seen what's kind of happened in our culture and with public schools. What are your thoughts coming from a 15 and a half year old girl who you've never been in public, you've never been in any kind of school besides homeschool. What are your thoughts on homeschooling versus public school or traditional school? So I personally, you know this about me, and then any basically everyone who knows me knows that I am not a huge fan of school. I I like more of like what you guys call it, like life schooling, right? Right, life schooling. Yeah. So I'm definitely more into like that type of thing. But I personally have been very, very grateful for homeschool because I can kind of take it at my own pace rather with public school which I've seen with friends and family members you know it's very like go 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 and you do what the teacher tells you and you bring your homework and you don't have a lot of free time and you just it's very to the book you know but with homeschooling like you can kind of just go how you feel comfortable and uh, so I've really enjoyed it it has been such a good fit for you mm-hmm. um, specifically. I mean, I would say between you and your sister, if we had to choose to put one of you in school, I mean, not that we would ever do yeah. that, but I'm saying like if if school seemed like it would be a better option for one than the other, your sister would thrive more in school than oh, you would thrive in school. Yeah, because, she's very into academics and well, all that. Yes, and more she's so, so much more social yes. as well. Oh, yes. I would die. You're a homebody. And I definitely am. Yeah, I much rather like stay at home and watch a movie than go to a party with a right. bunch of people. Or cook or bake yeah. or- Or cook or know. bake, yeah. It's so. been one of the greatest blessings is to watch God um, grow you into not just- a student, but to mm-hmm. grow, you know, you were growing into a, a lovely young woman who's well, really good. You. You're welcome. You're <laughs> really good at taking care of our home. Um, and I love that. And I appreciate that. You know, there's, there was a time for the first couple of years where I really put a lot of responsibility on you. Um, yeah, definitely. you did a lot of the cooking and cleaning and laundry mm-hmm. and, um, things like that. And, and if you guys missed the episode, we have one that's called the ministry of motherhood and that we did about probably a little over a year and a half ago. And that's a great episode to listen to because the Lord really convicted me of how much responsibility I was putting on you. And I, I had to come to you and repent for that and, and apologize and just say, I'm so sorry. I've put 
mm-hmm. too much responsibility on you. Yeah. Um, and I think that was a good learning experience for both of us. But through that, you learned how to take a take on a lot of what our family needed. Mm-hmm. And so- I became a good cook, not to my you, own home. You're a better Sorry. cook. No, that you are a good really cook. really prideful, yeah. You are a better but cook than I am. I became a pretty good cook. Well, I learned- through all of that, like with all the responsibility, you know, every night you'd be like, can you make dinner? So I'd learn really well, you know, different recipes. Yep. And over time, I've just become good at kind of creating my own dinner. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to use a recipe anymore. I just create something really right. delicious that I made from scratch. So that's yes. been a good learning experience, it's, I guess. And it's been wonderful for me because those you who don't listen even to the like podcast, cooking. they know yeah, I don't like cooking, that's true. which is why I had you. That's the whole reason I had kids was mm-hmm. so that you would cook for me. Exactly. <laughs> no, but it has been so exciting to see you grow um, and just take this journey with us. It's been fun to watch you be part of the production of the movie. Um, what has been your favorite part as you've seen the movie? Do you have a favorite part? I've never, I don't know if I've even ever asked you this. Do you, you have, have a favorite part of the movie? Like a favorite scene? Yeah, a favorite movie? scene. I don't know. I think probably like all the little clips when we're younger are yeah. so cute. I love seeing, you know, baby Lacey and baby me. It's just adorable. Yes. So that's fun. Yep. Yep. There, there are lots of pieces of the movie where it kind of flashes back to Brooklyn and her sister and um, showing them as just little, you know, little kids and kind of growing up over the past several years. And yeah. um, so even though the movie isn't just about our family, that's kind of integrated into the movie. So that is really fun to see. You're so yeah. little. My favorite part is the chicken scene um, where you're chasing oh, we're the chickens. To, yeah, pick up the chicken and the Maddie picks up the chicken. Yes, yes. You're in the little pen with, with your friend Maddie. And so that's really exciting. I want to share one last thing um, before we go. When you were a baby, um, Daddy and I dedicated you at church. And this was our verse that we used. This was your kind of life verse, dedication verse. And I don't think often enough I share this with you, but I was thinking about this before you and I recorded today. And I just thought, you know, I just, once again, I want to share this with you and with our audience, because I think it's such a powerful verse and it's Colossians one verses nine through 10. And it says, from the day we heard, we have not ceased praying for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And that has been our prayer for you since literally since we found out you were coming. Um, We have prayed that you would grow in your knowledge and understanding of God and that you would follow him with all your heart. And so we are excited to see what the Lord will continue doing with you. And thank you for being part of this journey. I know it has not been easy for you. Um, It's been fun though. It's been fun. Very adventurous. It's been adventurous. You have a lot of stories and a lot of memories. My kids are going to think I'm so cool when I'm older. They're going to be like, man, that's my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that so much. So I love you, Brooklyn. Um, Thank you for joining me today on the 300th episode of the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. And thank you guys for joining us. We are so glad that you have. We will be back tomorrow where we will interview Lacey, my youngest. You're going to get to know her. She is a spitfire, that little girl. We call her the Energizer Bunny because she yes, never ever stops moving. And um, she even talks in bed. When we used to sleep. share a room, yeah. we used to like be next to each other, our beds. And I'd be like, "All right, Lacey, I'm gonna go to sleep." And I'd lay down and close my eyes. 
five minutes later, she'd be like, hey, Brooklyn, you want to hear a story? <laughs> She'd be like, Lacey, go to bed. And then she'll fall asleep and literally talk in her sleep. Yeah. I'm just like, man, like she actually never <laughs> stops talking. It's pretty funny. We have a funny video of the very first time she ever slept, shared a room with you and we had bunk beds. She was on the bottom bunk and she was really little. We had borrowed a crib from a friend and our friend ended up having a baby when Lacey was about a year and a half old. So at a year and a half, we had to give the crib back. And we thought, well, you know, it didn't make sense to buy a crib at that point because she was, you know, getting older. So we put her in this bunk bed and she was in the bottom bunk and you were in the top <laughs> bunk. And I remember putting her to bed that night and I actually got video of it. It's so funny. She's talking and talking and you're, and you were so sweet. You were like six at the time. Mm-hmm. And you were like, Lacey, go to sleep. Good night. Sissy loves you. Go to sleep. And to she Brooklyn, would, Brooklyn, she, well, Brooklyn. She, remember what she used to call, she used to call you Gookin. Gookin. Yeah. She used to call you Gookin because she couldn't say Brooklyn. And so she would be quiet for about five seconds. Oh, yeah. And then she'd go, Gookin. Cooking, yeah, cooking. I yell you, cooking, yes. cooking. <laughs> and then you came in. You were like, Lacey, it's time to go to bed. She's like, she talked to you for a while. And you're like, okay, go to sleep. She goes, I love you, mommy. Uh-huh. I love you too. Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. But she will be on with us tomorrow, so you can get to know her. Brooklyn, thank you for joining mm-hmm. us today. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of your day, and we will be back with you tomorrow. Bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive, Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.